Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Sneaks, Rhymes, and Life. Um, so we're going to have a uh, special guest, uh, Tamara Carnegie. A lot of sneakers, but we're really going to get into the WNBA. So there are a few little technical difficulties, a couple glitches throughout the uh, the episode. It will continue to run, but just hang tight. And, um, you know, the feed will pick up as we record and have a few issues. But super exciting, amazing stuff to happen with the WNBA. So um, stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Sneaks, Rhymes, and Life. I am your host, Lionel McDonald. So um, today's guest, uh, longtime um, associate, but now friend, um, because she doesn't work for uh, the company that I work for, uh, Tamara. Tamara, welcome. Um, so Tamara is, uh, is, uh, for those that don't know her, um, still very much big into sneakers and, uh, a massive fan of the WNBA. For those that were watching on, uh, on YouTube, you will see the array of jerseys. I do not know anyone that has that many WNBA jerseys, but <laughs> she's got some of the best people in the league, including my favorite player, Sue Bird. So we will get to the WNBA conversation shortly, but Tamara, how are you? How are things going? I'm good, thanks. Things are going really well. Um, life is looking good right now. I'm trying to stay busy during the pandemic, but uh, you got to make the best out of what you got right now. Totally. What about you? Uh, not bad at all. I think uh, brighter days are ahead and uh, we know we'll get some form of retail. Those that have external entrances will be able to open in... Uh, in a couple of weeks and hopefully the malls are not far behind but i think uh even just seeing what's happening in north america you know people are saying that covid is over or you know building guidelines that it's over you know new york has already got uh 15,000 that were in the um in msg to watch my beloved knicks lose um two home <laughs> games and now be ousted from the playoffs but hey they learned something so I'm okay with that, but, you know, subways are running full steam. Uh, you know, we got Vancouver that uh, see that the way that their phase is, that everything will be done and dusted by uh, by September 1st. So, you know, and things are getting better. You know, cases are eight to 700. We got to 699 the other day. So it's looking promising and it's just in time for, for the summer. So hopefully we can have some form of summer. We can, you know, expedite getting to stage three and, seeing our beloved gyms reopen. I think that's what uh, <laughs> I, I think I have eyes locked in on that and what that will look like. Obviously, things yeah. got to be safe. And, um, you know, I think not going to get into whether people are vaxxers or anti-vaxxers. That is uh, that could be a whole episode on its own. But uh, came to talk WNBA and came to talk sneakers. So um, first and foremost, let's let's talk about your collection. Yeah. So I know you've been an avid collector you know, you love Jordan, you love Nike, but you love other brands too. So maybe you can kind of tell us a little bit, uh, yeah. a snippet or two about uh, about your collection and what it looks like. Maybe a small technical difficulty. There you are. You're back. No worries. 
gone. Oh. Back now. All right. Let's talk about right. that sneaker collection. Yes, sneaker collection. Um, I don't know. I started out and I just didn't really think that it was like a thing. I just really liked shoes and sneakers and um, it just kind of evolved into a collection, I guess, from there. Um, sitting at about 225 pairs now. Um, Very impressive. Far cry from your uh, little collection, shall we well, say. But well. uh, the view, the viewers and and the listeners know that uh, you know we got stacks over here. So, um, yeah. but again, you know, the, for for those that need to preface it, I've I've been in the sneaker world for over twenty five years now, and uh, I've been inspired since I was in high school. So, uh, not to date myself, but uh, yeah, sneakers has been a big big part of my life. So, um, but uh, yeah, so like you know, you you talk, that's a lot of shoes. What 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 are some of your favorites? What are your what are you wearing right now? Yeah, uh, my favorite. So Jordan's probably been my favorite like collection piece. Um, obviously, any Nike Air Max I'm in for. Um, currently rocking the Seller Jordan Fives. Yep, that's not. A, um, I remember when we were talking you, about talking about that one because that one is uh that one goes way back yeah. that was a hard one to get that was a at ease was. ask for a favor kind of cop type situation yeah so, it was like find any connection you got and like yeah. everybody pull in <laughs> yeah remember that that was uh that was a big one um but no jordan jordan ones um definitely that silhouette is iconic you can never go wrong um the colorways in that are so dope uh, the Jordan 5 is probably my favorite silhouette. Um, I know some people are like, yeah, your nay. Um, to me, that one just speaks to me. I love the huge tongue on it. So do um, I. The colorways are always awesome. Then always the stories behind them. Yeah. Um, so that's what I like about it. And then, of course, the Jordan 11. I mean, yep. if that isn't in your collection, you're not a real collector. No, you're, you're, um, you're not playing with a full deck if you, that's not in your collection. No. So I, I'm normally no. three or five, or Jordan four is number one. Jordan three is yeah. like number two. Jordan five and Jordan one are kind of like a toss up for the next. And then number five would be Jordan 11 because that was the first one that I got. So yeah. Red 11 was well documented uh, uh, in many sneaker worlds that that was my shoe. So you know right so that was my that was my gateway shoe to the sneaker world um from a jordan side and i remember i had a friend that said i would never own a pair of jordans in high school man was he wrong so so <laughs> so, so so wrong yeah. but that's uh that's uh anyways fun time so um yeah I, I think really interesting you know uh, you know the sneaker market is is changed so much because of the pandemic so What's it look like for you? You know, you're you work retail, and I know you you're actively looking at what's going to happen, on, what's happening online. You know, kicks on fire and sneaker yeah. news. But what's sneaker shopping been like for you? I mean, honestly, it's like crazy how much the sneaker game has changed, even in the last decade. Um, it's like been like I can tell you right now, my sneaker collecting has slowed. Um, I'm yeah. a little bit more picky and choosy yeah. on you know what i must have in yeah. my collection and i mean you get to a certain point in your life and you're like you know what i own a home i own a car do i want to drop five bills on a shoe not yeah. so much anymore yeah unless you really 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 need to have it so 
Yeah, those yeah. those days thinking... I would say are behind me. I not looking yeah. to do that, but um I think, you know, those those that uh, you know, have been around for a while, always it's the one that uh I think part of it is you mentioned like when there's a great story behind it, like I I think about one of probably one of the, my favorite shoes that I bought in the last five years, and I've talked to people about it before, um, is the um, the Terry Fox Ultra Boost. Um, so the Orion was the original shoe that came out like 20 or 15 years ago, in 2006, I think it came out, or 2005, actually, mm -hmm. when it came out, you know, yeah. to highlight Ter Ter Terry Fox's um, you know, celebration run across Canada and in all the, you know, the raising money up for cancer and, but they added an ultra boost um, in when they re-released it and the same colors, you know, had the Terry, Fo had the flag on it, it said Terry Fox on it. And it's like, I remember the sneaker hunt to get the, the original. So it was like a no brainer to, to get that one. Yeah, it's when they, it's when the shoe has like meaning or like it goes to some sort of um, piece of history, really. And it can, it can support something. Um, those are the pieces that I really like about them. Okay. So we, we, with our, with our beloved sneaker head, sneaker enthusiast, people sometimes get ruffled what that should really be called. But um, right. we're going to play a segment called Copper Pass. So what I will do is kind of take some of the summer heat that's coming and not to say that you have uh, uh, an open bank account to, uh, to buy what you want, but what if we look at really good access to buy something? So I'm going to give you a couple shoes. You tell me what you think and uh, we'll have fun with it. So um, one of the most anticipated shoes this summer um first time it's been in the market since 2006 and it was on the market for a limited way is the jordan 4 lightning copper pass oh, you might have frozen there for a second you're back so i'll just i'll just repeat that so you can hear me um one of the most anticipated shoes for uh the summer of 2021 uh the jordan 4 lightning would that be a copper pass Ooh. you know what that is a cop for me okay i have the thunders i always wanted the lightning yeah that would be a cop yeah that would complete the collection so stay on the vein of the uh the um the jordan 4 i think one of the most anticipated yeah. launches because the launch has been moved three or four times is the white oreo jordan 4 would that be a copper pass for you you know what it is a super nice shoe um but i think i would pass on that one okay fair enough um changing brands for a second um i think you know we've seen you know, some interesting stuff come out from the, the Reebok world. So um, the Reebok Answer 4 has come back onto the market. The red has come out. And we do have what we call the quote-unquote step over, where he stepped over Tyron Lue after bearing one in the corner in the, the last time the Sixers were in the playoffs and are in the finals. And they look good this year. They could actually make a run, but they got Brooklyn and uh, the Bucks to to deal with. So... Would that step over answer four be a copper pass for you? So listen, that would be a cop for me. 
Um, reason being, I had the blackout tour um, yep. in high school, and that was by far my favorite basketball show I ever played in. All right, all right. So yeah, During that's a, that's a that's a a piece there. So you you know you played in you you played how many years in high school? I played all four years in high school. Okay. Did you did you play college? I did not play college. No. Okay. You do you still hoop now? Uh, a little bit here and there, you know, just yeah. shoot around. Nothing, nothing crazy anymore. Okay. All right. So talking about uh, uh, Jordan ones, um, a lot of people love highs. There is a couple interesting mm-hmm. lows. So I'll give you a, a a double in one shot. So we have uh, the low neutral gray one, um, mm-hmm. and then we have um, never been done. Uh, a low shattered backboard one. What are your things? Are those cops or passes for you? Damn. Oh my gosh. I mean, you can never go wrong with a neutral gray. Yeah. Um, so I would cop that. And honestly, a shattered backboard in a low, I think would be awesome. Totally. totally. Um, especially for like the summer. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So I, I, as we wrap up this segment, I don't think we can talk about sneakers in 2021 without talking about the kind of the hottest trend right now and it started last year but I think it was supposed to be a last year thing and the pandemic stopped it so just in general thoughts on the Nike Dunk okay I am so happy that the Nike Dunk is making a resurgence um I feel like it was such an underrated sneaker yeah um before like it was it was one of those it was popular for a stint and then it just kind of went away mm-hmm. and then now it's like come back um i don't love the price tag on these resale dunks um yeah re- resale is but, impossible if you have to you can't get it at retail it's like don't yeah. bother because we're talking about like you know again the history of the dunk it was made for college teams but if, and there's so many great reiterations that they're making, including or launching the originals uh, this year, both in highs and lows. And some lows are, or highs were launched last year. But like to pay $400 or $500 for a pair of dunks or even more, it's like, no thanks. Yeah, you know, the, yeah the OG, for 100 Yeah, the OG dunk heads are, are just not about that life no more. No, no. It's crazy though, because I feel like now with these new kids, it's like, it's all about resale for profit. I'm like, they don't even understand the history of where the no. shoe came from or no. like, or wearing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having that pride in that product. Yeah. yeah they, there's, it, there's not even, they don't even buy their size. They just buy what they no. think is going to sell. So, you know, yeah. the, the, what they can the, get. Yeah. The eight through, you know, 10 and a half window. And sometimes, you know, the size curve is now shifted that, the uh, 10 and a half to um, to 11 window, which is small, but those are some of the most profitable ones because there's less pairs. And we know the OGs are all those sizes and they want to buy those. So not all OGs, but there's a good chunk of them that are in that size category. Yeah. So it, it is totally wild on on uh, on what what's happening right now with uh, yeah. with the sneaker game. So thanks for for sharing your, your perspective. I probably would align pretty close. Uh, if we um, turned on the buying faucet, I'd probably be looking at that, I, you know, but I also totally support that not feeling the Oreo for the white version. Like the yeah. Oreo is not a white shoe. It's a black shoe. So that's why I love the black Oreo from 
2001 and i don't love this white reiteration so so anyways uh i think if we wrap up sneakers you know we'd love to if you got a sneaker story or a, a hunt that you were ever on and then we also love to hear when you really wanted a shoe and you went to great extremes to try and get it. So maybe that wraps up into one story. Could you share something for us? Yeah, so I do have one that I'll wrap both of those in. Oh, she's got notes, one. ladies and gentlemen. So this is I serious. Notes. Uh, I've got to come prepared, you know? Yeah. I had to rack my brain for this one. So I don't really have any like newer stories in terms of the sneaker hunt, only because yeah. for so many years I had access to it. Um, so the hunt wasn't as difficult. Um, obviously now with the sneaker game, the way it is, I'm not as, you know, motivated to do too much, uh, searching for them or spend too much, but I'll never forget it. It was in 1997. So I was 11 years old and I was, I haven't told anybody this before, but I was obsessed with the Spice Girls, um, especially Sporty Spice for okay. obvious reasons. Um, because for the first time I saw someone who looked like me, um, and who dressed like me. Yeah. Um, I wasn't kind of, I was kind of put in a box before and I was like, I don't fit this box. Um, so when I saw that and I remember seeing her at some show and she wore these Nike trainers and I was like, dad, I need to have these. Okay. These are, these are something we need to find. Um, I took him, we went everywhere. I think we hit every athlete's world, every footlocker, every sporting retailer there was to find this shoe. Now I had no idea what it was called. I only knew what it looked like. So I was like, it's purple. It's got yellow. It's got multicolored lace. It's like a trail shoe. This is what it is. This is all I had. Um, years later, I found out that it's called the Nike Air Terra Albus. I remember that show. Was, we sold it. Right? We sold it in selected stores. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it at an athlete's world. I can't remember exactly. Um, but once I had it, the problem was, was I was so small and my feet were too. So we bought the shoe in the smallest size we could get. And I had to wait three years before I could fit into the shoe. Oh my gosh. Wow. That, that is was, something. Yeah, the good news was I still stayed small, so I had them for about four or five years. That is a win. And my parents threw them out. Yeah. Oh, and that that probably was a sad day that they did that. It, well, I didn't know. I came home looking for them, and they were like, "Oh, they're gone." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, what are we doing?" Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that's that sounds like my wife throwing something out that I really wanted to keep, and it's like, why is that? Why is that in the garbage? I needed that. Yeah. Why? Right. We didn't talk about that. That doesn't work. So anyways, yeah. I, I totally feel you on that one. So awesome. Awesome. All right, let's change gears. So the WNBA, so 25th anniversary of the league. Amazing to see, you know, some nice Jersey updates. I think we have a very compelling league. Um, I've taken a big interest ever since, like, I think one of the big things about the WNBA that I wouldn't say even was the time that it was on, but it's only been in recent years that it's been more accessible than ever. And I think 
it being accessible now has had people follow. Um, and their their viewership is significantly higher than than what it was before. So this is amazing to see. I, I think, you know, to see even their the their W or the MBA brothers wear t-shirts on court and do t uh, you know interviews with supporting the league and talking about the league um is is just amazing to see. So I obviously, you know, you being you being a woman, but also you resonating with um, the league. And then clearly, you know, we've talked about the WNBB before on, on multiple fronts. And, you know, for those, you know, watching on YouTube, and I'm going to share this on Facebook at uh, uh, when we release this episode, but you, you, you love Sue Bird, like I love Sue Bird. And, you know, you're also supporting some of the other players in the league. So, you know, when did you really take an interest in the league? And, you know, what are your thoughts about how the league is, uh, is kind of progressing? I know we're in the early going, you know, we're like six, seven games in, and I think we got injuries and we can kind of get into that. And, you know, some teams are, you know, flying high and other teams are, uh, are, are kind of struggling. So please share your, uh, share your thoughts. So go ahead and share your thoughts on, on what's happening so far with the league. Oh, I'm going to need you to repeat because yeah, half of that cut out. No problem. So, yeah, the uh, we were talking about the league and, you know, your interest. Like, when did you take interest in the WNBA? Um, I really wish I could have said, like, from the beginning. Um, yep. But because of the accessibility, it just wasn't, it wasn't there, especially in Canada. Yeah. So I really started probably, in, it was about 2002. Um, when I was in high school and it was really because Sue Bird got drafted number one mm -hmm. um, to Seattle Storm in that draft. Um, and so from there, it was like, always watched it, but there was a gap between years where again, the accessibility just wasn't there. The coverage wasn't there. Um, yep. So really kind of ramped up again in about, I say 2018 is when okay. it became more popular and like you had more access. So it was something that you could really kind of Focus yeah. On as well as push. So I think, yeah, you, much like you're saying, I think the accessibility really over the last few years and that really kind of brought it to the forefront. I think even for for all things considered, you know, the pandemic and the the wobble, as it was called, was something to watch. Like you, you couldn't really baseball was still trying to figure things out. NBA was playing in the middle of the summer, which was is not normal. Like they're normally done by July, and we're talking about the draft and free agency and and all of those types of things. You know, the draft is normally a little earlier, but uh, you know, free agency is kind of the hot commodity in July. But WNBA and the NBA were were flying high because that was like the only game in town, the only league that could kind of figure out. You know, hockey took its time to to move forward on what that would look like. So. You know, what are your thoughts on 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 the 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 league and how the league has started so far? We know we got, uh, you know, Seattle is you know defending champs and are absolutely crushing it with uh, with only one loss. And you know, we know Connecticut, uh, although uh, it's funny that we are our favorite team for different reasons is uh, is Phoenix. Um, but uh, you know, well, you know, Connecticut is is rocking and uh, they're they're seven and two. So. What are your early thoughts on on the league so far? 
Yeah, I think the league is starting off really strong. Um, they're definitely continuing the momentum that they had in 2020. Yeah. Um, there have been definitely some surprises this uh, at the beginning of the season in terms of teams underperforming and then overperforming. Um, one example is the New York Liberty. Yeah. Um, they're at like a, I think it's a five and two. Which is five shocking knowing right how now. bad they were last year. They didn't win a game. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, Sabrina's back. So that's obviously helped. Um, I think her second game in, she had a triple double. Um, yeah. So already check that off of her many to come, I think, uh, for sure. Um, and then even with some of their younger players, they just seem to be gelling really well. Connecticut, I think, is going to be like one of those teams that is underrated as well. Mm -hmm. um, their team is solid with Dewana Bonner. You've got John Cole Jones, who's having an MVP-like start to the season. Um, she's averaging a double-double right now. Yeah. She's missed two games. She hasn't had a double-double. Um, oh, so okay. she, she's continuing um, her strong overseas game as well with the uh, UMMC Ekaterinburg um, that she played really well there. So she's continuing because we didn't see her in 2020. She opted out. So it's been nice to see that. Um, Phoenix, one of those teams, like talent on paper is crazy. Obviously, they're missing Diana Tarasi right now due to a sternum fracture. Bria Hartley still out with her uh, knee injury from last year. But with Skyler, Kia Nurse, and Brittany Griner, this team, yeah. as soon as they get all their pieces, they're this stacked. team's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Like, like their record every... doesn't show where they should be at. Totally. Like, they will, like, again, it's, we've talked about it before, is like, is, it's, it's almost like you, you, you kind of, I would compare them almost to like the Brooklyn Nets into a yeah. certain sense. Is like, is there enough basketball for Brittany needs it down low? Skylar needs the ball in her hand and then Diana needs to, you know, run from, run from the wing. And then I guess Kia just stands in the corner and waits for her to, to shoot a three from the corner because that's where she's going to get her shots. But that's just so yeah. much talent on, on one team. Yeah. And you just have to think defending that team. It's like, yeah, there's no, who do you not defend? Like if you have to do a pick and pop, who are you leaving? Are you going to leave Diana at the three? No. Are you going to leave BG for an open layup? No. Or a dunk? I mean. Yeah. We saw her throw. She threw one down on Saturday, right? So. She did. Yeah. One already. So. so yeah. She's playing well. Yeah. But I, I think if, uh, and I don't know where you, you kind of think about uh, MVP. Obviously we talked about Sabrina and how amazing she is. Uh, uh, she is playing, but uh, I think, you know, first and foremost, I, I see that Sue Bird in the jersey, uh, jersey in the back, and I think of her teammate, Stewie, is just playing out of her mind, and we know she is incredibly talented, and for those that don't know who Stewie is, Miss uh, um, Stewart is absolutely incredible right now. She's had 20, like, the most 25-point-plus games you know, she was player of the week two weeks ago. I think she was player of the month for the, to, to start the season. Yeah. Um, so she is just playing out of her and, it, and it's like the ball in her hand and she can do anything. She can put it on the floor. She can play with her back to the basket at six, four. She can shoot the three um, and she can, she can mix it up on the glass. So I, I don't think I've seen anyone play better than her right now. 
and she doesn't always need the ball in her hand because she has the goat point, the the going point guard, um, you know, running riding shotgun with her in as she's forty years old and looks like she's twenty five still. Um, so, who? What are your thoughts on who is who is playing out of these MVP contenders? I mean, Brianna Stewart is definitely my front runner for MVP. I think she's got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder for missing out last year um, to Asia Wilson, who 100% was well-deserved. Um, they both had really good seasons, but she's got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. And I think she wants to prove something, especially coming, off, uh, coming up after that uh, Achilles injury yep. and playing some of the best basketball of her career. Yep. Um, so like you mentioned before, she's had 69 uh, 25 plus point game since 2016, yeah. uh, which is the most or the fastest in uh, NBA history, WNBA yeah. history. Yeah. So, um, so, and so. then if you've got Sue Bird on your team, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. If you're open, she will find you. Um, yeah. And at 40 years old, I mean, that is something that needs to be talked about more often. I'm yeah. like to play at that such an elite level. Um, and still contribute to her team and lead her team the way that she has in three different decades and win championships yeah. is unheard of um, in sports in general across the board. I agree. So, like in, in my eyes, like, and you know, many that do not follow the WBA or do not know enough about Sue Bird, like this is really like the equivalent of LeBron playing at this elite level in year 18 now sure he's slowed by this high ankle sprain but go back go back to last year and this is lebron that we were talking about that should be league mvp and Giannis won and i'm not saying rightfully or wrongfully so but we're talking about lebron being a finalist now sue bird doesn't need to score 20 points a game but you know call it almost steve nash or Chris Paul syndrome that you simply just make your whole team run better. And anytime it's necessary for you to take over a game, you can. But I, I think, you know, Brianna Stewart and, uh, and Sue Bird is like the most beautiful pick and roll in, in, in the WNBA. And it's like, you, you better just, you might as well just throw three defenders at it and see what happens because you better pray that if they decide to run pick and roll 20 times in a row, that the other shooters got to make a shot because yeah. it's either a layup or it's a three or it's a wide open jumper or someone's laying it off the, off the glass. Um, uncontested land. You are beside yourself on what's happening. You, you almost need, you know, if you, if you got the, the aces are defending it, you almost need uh, Liz sitting in the paint waiting to block the shot. Oh, mind have lost you there for a second. T, are you there? T, are you there? Oh, we might have might have lost her there. So, uh, um, let's just see if she comes back. Up oh, there, she is. There you go. So again, Ooh, I I was. Yeah. So I, I was saying, um, you know, it's the most beautiful pick and roll in in the league and it's a layup. It's a jumper. It's a three. You almost you almost need the aces and uh, you, you need uh, you yeah. need Liz standing in the paint Liz. waiting to block the shot. So there's no layups yeah. allowed um, again. Yeah. And she's playing incredible. Like, you know, 
we all obviously know about the the con- the controversy and we had some ridiculous coach spouting off on to a ref saying that she's 300 pounds and it's good on her to stand up and defend herself um you know this is a a, a league of equality and probably you know right there if not more so with the the NBA on supporting black lives matter and all of the things that uh that have happened i think you know the the bubble was a moment in time that some it was not normal but it was so needed in terms of what we saw so what what are your thoughts of what happened last year with the call some of the the social action that needed to happen in in 2020 and it's still continuing this year i mean that social justice movement for the wmba yes needed to happen and it happened at the right time um i think they kind of got obviously the circumstances kind of warranted them to kind of come together but because they were all in the same place um they were able to show like this unified stance and it was powerful to watch um and just to see like the organization of all of the players um involved and then the players association as well and coming together and then literally especially when the milwaukee bucks decided not to play the WNBA was right that there was a mass- massive moment in in sports history yeah they were right there with them supporting them and uh it was like back and forth the whole time so it's like what they could do and then the whole vote warnock situation came in and if you really think about that it's like sure they wore t-shirts but look at what they did with those t-shirts and then what they did for that country essentially yep and how they changed they changed the senate in georgia um, obviously, Stacey Abrams was a huge part of that. And what that woman was able to do um, for that state was incredible. So kudos to her. She deserves a huge hand for what she accomplished, as well as the, the ladies in the WNBA. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tamara, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, I know you're obviously a huge supporter of the league and uh, and what is happening in, in the sneaker world. How does... Uh, you know, anyone that's kind of interested in your story or your your thoughts, you know, how does someone find you on social media? Uh, yeah, just uh, on Instagram, it's just my name, Samara Carnegie, um, as well as my Twitter and Facebook. Keep it okay. nice and simple. Nice and simple. No, no, uh, no hard way to find you. You know, you got no underscores yeah. or hashtags or nicknames happening. So T, really yeah. appreciate your time. This was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's, few and far between you can have people that can you know have a a good conversation about the WNBA WNBA I think it's it's yeah. warranted it, it is time and uh you know I I'm you know I've been super interested I think for forever my my favorite player was first uh I I remember watching the first couple of seasons and the like we don't talk enough about the the Houston Comets like they won four oh, titles the they won the first four titles they were like yeah. Cynthia Cooper and and Cheryl Swoops Cheryl are Swoops. two of the best yeah. players that I've ever seen. Cheryl Swoops is the first signature athlete that had her own shoe. Now we're we you know fast forward. Now we got uh, we got Stewie that's got her own shoe with Puma, and she's you know signed a deal, which is totally totally amazing. So, um, but yeah, Don Staley was my favorite player for a very long time, and then along came Sue Bird. And, um, you know, I've shared with you uh, the reason that I'm uh, uh, a Mercury friend is I've decided 
I'm just going to pick a team versus just pick Sue Bird and I'm going to follow Sue Bird. So Kia Nurse, I'm, I'm so pro-Canadian. And yes, we have other players in, in the league. And I think this team can be very successful in the, the Olympics. Um, now, obviously, there's the conference controversy that I have with the Olympics that they're not supporting any Black Lives Matter or, you know, kneeling or any type of social protest or action. So, you know, I don't know if I'll even watch it, to be honest with everyone. But um, the, the reason that I'm a Mercury fan is because Kia Nurse is on that team and she's Canadian. So um, yeah. I think it's pretty amazing to have a, a, an amazing conversation with someone on uh, on the WNBA. And I know you've been super passionate and I think yeah. we got a great season ahead of us. Uh, so uh, keep supporting and I'm sure we'll continue to keep chatting. But again, I really appreciate your time. And it's been a long time since we've seen ourselves face to face. And I'm sure the next time I'm in Barry, I'll come look for you. I came looking for you the last time it was there. I, I just ran out of time oh. and I didn't see you. So um, until the next time I'm there, I'm sure I'll be there once uh, things kind of start to open up. But um, stay well, stay safe. Um, the gyms will come back in in due time because I know we spent a, a lot of time um, talking about the thing and continue to take care of your mental health like everyone else does. And um, yep. again, totally awesome to kind of catch up with you and talk about sneakers and the WNBA. So yeah, wish you all the best. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, talking about the WNBA is something that needs to be talked more of. So anytime, give me a shout. Um, huge supporter, been for a long time. Um, go Storm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, they're the champs and they got two of the best players in the league. So uh, they easily could fill out 40% uh, of uh, an, uh, all WNBA teams. So we'll talk soon. Thanks again for your time. Speak time for my peace.